Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here. Welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Weekly Show. Today I'm joined with our co-host, Coach Nick. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm really well, thanks Coach Steve. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. And this is a good week, Nick. This is an exciting week because not only has the October Challenge started this week, today is episode number 88 of the Challenge Weekly Show. And in some cultures, eight is a lucky number and we've got two eights today. We've got double the luck for the start of the challenge. How exciting, Nick. That is so good, so good. 88 is feeling great. 88 is feeling great. Now, Nick, I'm sure you're feeling great because you maybe have wrapped up your season of bodybuilding shows. Is that correct? I have, but now I'm addicted, Coach Steve. And so I'm going to do season A next year. Season A. So, okay, hold on, hold on. So is the plan to do season B. You're going to transition into some Ironman work and then season A next year in April. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, late, late March, early. I think it's, yeah, late March, early April. So um, I'm just going to switch for a bit, but it's it's fine because you can easily run and stuff like that when you're, you're pretty lean. So I don't really need to worry so much about that. That's a bit of fun. And then, yeah, I've got a few goals to to do. Um, yeah, so it's a very exciting time in my um, existence. In your existence. Well, look, yeah. I hope that you are taking on board the advice that you give us about goals in that, you know, writing them down, creating something like a, a vision board or some sort of uh, stage progression to meet those those goals, right? Uh, so, you know, yes. if, the, if the first step is wrapping up this season B, second step mm -hmm. is uh, completing um, Iron Man or Iron Men or half Iron Man. I'm not sure what events you're doing. And then yeah. season season A next year. Uh, give us a loose uh, time frame. What, what, how are you going to set yourself up for that? Okay, so um, in the next couple of weeks, I've just got to make sure this is this is not very organized. <laughs> just got to make sure that I can um, run and ride the distance. So I've got to also make sure that my um, my bike is all good to go so that's just all the technical stuff but then um in terms of the the goals I'll actually it's probably easier if I just read out um a little bit of my um goals so um what I yeah I've I've actually just spoken about my why um for each thing so um that helps me to be clear and then um another thing that I've done is is um worked out my top five life values because Ooh. um that actually then aligns with um my goals so i'll just quickly tell you my five life values health and fitness is number one and then passion so um that's must be because i'm italian but see like passion means that i can kind of get involved in all sorts of projects and then family although like obviously that, that can change um obviously they can go higher in the priorities and then love which is so nice and then authenticity so um, all of those things have to align for me to be able to chase my goals. So that, that's really good because I, I go, okay, is it authentic? Does it feel good for me? Does it feel genuine? Um, is it something I really want to do? And then I, I test that. So um, that's how I go with everything. But, yeah, just in terms of um, building I don't, I'm not going, I don't, I've got enough muscle, which is really good, 
to be competitive and stuff. So I've just got to work on um, bringing a better, I hate the word package, but um, probably in terms of just stage presentation and stuff. So I'll probably just work on posing and um, work on which poses suit me the best. And then after that, Coach D, guess what I want to do? Well, what are you doing after that? Okay, so then... Um, <laughs> For the rest of that year, I actually would like to build again. And then I want to transition to figure. So that's figure. The big, yeah, that's the one with like the big shoulders and, and all the muscles and you're absolutely ripped um, to the bone. And it's like, I reckon it's the best division ever. So you won't find me in anything else. I will be doing that. Wow. That's, uh, that's awesome to hear your uh, 12 month plans, 12 months and beyond. And that's, that's exciting, Nick. Yeah, I know. That's so good. Yeah, so if anyone wants me to share my my vision board or anything, um, I'm happy to just just drop drop a comment on this podcast, and I'll share um my process and stuff if you're interested. No, so good, mm -hmm. so good. Well, look, Nick, talking about the start of the challenge, it's a great time for you to think about your goals and your mm -hmm. expectations of the challenge. Okay, and talking about goals, you know, goals can be um you know lofty, uh, big picture type things like ah, oh, I want to get ripped. Right, it could be just a, just a big dream, a little pipe dream, um, or it could be very specific type goals. And of course, specific goals are more uh, you know driven and achievable. You know, you could really target those in, saying like, oh, I want to lose three kilos, I want to fit into a size ten pants, or I want to be able to run five k in under twenty five minutes. Like those become more specific to just oh, I want to get fit. And I think the the more specific you can become with your goals, the better understanding you can have of that, the better understanding of the procedures and the steps you need to take to achieve those goals. Uh, and then, you know, it becomes more of a thing and more of a measurable thing. Because if you say, oh, I just want to get fit, you know, how do you measure that? How do you understand that? Like, what does that mean to you? Because for me to be fit, it's probably different to what Coach Nick uh, understanding of being fit is. It might be different to your understanding of what fit is. Same as getting lean or getting strong, or getting muscular. They're, they're just broad statements versus really specific things. So think about your goal. Think about why that's important to you. I think that's often important, Nick, um, mm. because... If you just have a goal and you want to achieve it, um, you know, if, if it's not important to you, you're not going to do it. Like if you want to just get lean, but you want to do it because you think that's what you need to do, or maybe you, ex you think that everyone expects that of you or something like that, that's not a really strong uh, reason why for you. But if it aligns with your values, like you want to be authentic, like Coach Nick, or you want to, um, you know, spend time with your family and love your family and you need to be fit and healthy for that, okay, that becomes a higher priority because it aligns with your values, right? So these are really important steps to consider right now. And it might just take a minute to reflect and think, or it might take a few hours of reflecting and thinking to get a good understanding of what you actually want. Yeah, and um, I reckon figuring out your values is a really useful thing to do and it, there are online tools to um, actually quizzes and stuff where you can um, just google finding my values and um, it'll come up it's all free and then you can kind of um, take a quiz and it tells you where your values are because you can't really make that up you can't just copy someone else's values and um, they change sometimes, like sometimes family becomes, say for you, Coach Steve, family would be the top priority for you at the moment um, because of all the things that are happening with you, with your new baby and stuff. And then that might change as you, um, as your your kids get older, you might be able to then reprioritize um, 
you know, your your uh, powerlifting competitions and stuff. So that might go to the top, your health and fitness, although that's always something that's a huge priority for you, but family will probably come first over the next few weeks. Oh, yeah, especially the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like how, how long until um, your next little gorgeous addition is due? Well, we're expecting the, the second boy early November, so around week Not one, long. week two of November. Um, however, my partner has been... Uh, complaining more and more about uh, the the Braxton Hicks, the cramps, oh, the, the the pelvic pain, low back pain, and it's very similar to the experience she had when my first boy George was uh, about to arrive. So we don't know if we're going to get a little bit of a surprise, maybe an, an early baby, but uh, we'll we'll find out. One day at a time, Nick. That's that's my motto lately. One day at a time. One day at a time. I agree with you a hundred percent, and um, I am here to take over. So you can have a lovely little um, non-stressful break with your two little ones <laughs> and yeah. Laura. Yeah, yeah it's going to so be, be a wild ride. We can't wait to hear all about it. But look, Nick, let's uh, let's talk about expectations real quick because I think mm-hmm. that's that's uh, an integral part to your fitness journey, um, your journey through life and your experience with the M Challenge. And it can relate to to lots of things, right? We can relate the expectations and what we're about to talk about to Nick, your experience with bodybuilding, your experiencing with um, Ironman shortly, and then your experience with season B and figure in, in, in 2023. Mm. My experience with powerlifting or my experience with, um, you know, having having children or expecting another one uh, shortly, but expectations. So firstly, it's, it's important to think about the expectations you have on yourself okay relating it to the challenge so thinking about your expectations you know do you expect to um you know wake up every morning at 4 a.m or 5 a.m or 2 a.m or whatever time it is do you expect yourself to wake up at that time every single day do you expect to train you know four days a week like the challenge prescribes or seven days a week or do you expect to be able to do 20,000 steps a day or you know do you expect to do all your meal prep on time and all these things like you know what expectations do you have of yourself, right? And this is important to think about what you expect of yourself, okay? Once you take a moment to think about the expectations of yourself, think about the expectations of the people around you. I'm talking your friends, your family, um, maybe your your roommates or your colleagues, right? The people that you spend time with, what expectations do you have of them throughout your journey? You know, do you expect your partner to come to the gym with you in the morning? Do you expect, you know, your um, your husband or your wife or your, your friend to do the meal prep for you, to cook all the food for you? You know, do you expect your, um, you know, parents to come and wake you up in the morning so that you can go and go to the gym and things like that? You know, what do you expect of the people around you, right? Mm. And then finally, it's important to think about what you expect from us, you know, myself, Coach Nick, the M Challenge team, the M Challenge format, you know, our, our app, our competition, like what expectations do you have of that? You know, do you uh, have an expectation that we will give you certain types of advice? Like if you ask us, oh, I'm thinking about going keto, is that a good idea? And we say, hey, probably not does that not meet your expectations? You know, does the app not meet your expectations? Do you expect our app to have certain features? Like maybe uh, it causes your arm to come and, uh, you know, it causes little arms to grow out of the, the your phone to spot you while you're doing a bench press. Uh, the app can't do that. You know, do you imagine if you invented right? that? What? Um, or do you expect the app to come and do your meal prep for you? Or do you expect the app to, um, you know, measure your body fat percentage or things like that? You know, what expectations do you have of the M Challenge app, right? Once you've thought about your expectations of yourself, the people around you, and then of the challenge, it's important to think about what you're gonna do if your expectations 
aren't met, okay? So let's say you do have a cookie through the challenge and you, you expected yourself not to have a cookie. You have a cookie, right? As soon as your expectations aren't met, that is when you're likely to give up on the challenge. That's when you're likely to throw in the towel and you know that, that's it, game over. What happens if you don't wake up at 4 a.m. and you expected yourself to do that every day? What happens if you expected your partner to um, you know, wanna come for a walk with you every morning? Like Nick, maybe you go with your mum every morning for mm. a walk. You know, What happens if you know your partner, or your mum or your family member, your friend doesn't wanna do that? Do you throw in the towel? That's it, no walking for me, I'm done. Or And it's a great time now to think about these things because what happens in week two or week four or week six when your expectations aren't met what are you going to do are you going to give up or is there things you could do now that you can plan for for future events where your expectations aren't met so that you can keep moving towards your goal your reason why and your values definitely um i think one of the key things is to never let anything get in the way of what you want to do so just for example say that there's not a food on the app that that you specifically want rather than going well that's it my journey's over perhaps have a think about um how to tackle that emotionally right yeah that's that's a that's a good little segue for the little thing i want to explain um around the nutrition side of things on the m challenge app okay so um the nutrition that we offer in the M Challenge app is uh, a prescription. It's a prescription of a nutrition plan, okay? So our M Challenge app provides you a nutrition plan or another way to say it, a, a meal plan that's very similar to previous versions of the Max and the Maxine Challenge where we provided you with a spreadsheet with a meal plan or a nutrition plan or a PDF with a spreadsheet or uh, with a nutrition plan or a meal plan. So the app works the same way. It provides you with a meal plan. We do have features where you can swap certain food items out. And that was mainly designed for those people who would often reach out to us and say, ah, Steve or Nick or challenge, I, I don't like tomatoes. What could I have instead? Okay, mm. so we did the math for you and say, okay, well, instead of um, tomatoes, you could easily swap tomatoes out for carrots. Bang, swap, done, okay? Um, or, oh, Steve, I don't like to eat fish. What could I have instead? Okay, well, you can, you know, here's a little feature, you know, here's a little drop-down box on our spreadsheet, or, you know, you can just swipe and you could easily swap out fish for beef, okay? So we were designing a meal plan or a nutrition plan where you can make these swap small features, uh, small swaps, so that you can design a nutrition plan that um, is more in line with your preferences. Now, many, 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 many challenges do not make any changes at all. They simply just follow the nutrition plan. Uh, they have a bit of trust in us where we have coached and uh, assisted thousands and thousands of people just like yourself get into amazing shape over the past 10 years of the challenge in the iterations of the Max Maxine Challenge and now the M Challenge. So there are many people that simply trust the nutrition plans that we offer. Um, however, I uh, urge people to take an active role in their nutrition where they do make some changes to make the nutrition plan fit their own certain circumstances better. Because if I tell you, hey, you need to eat um, fish every night and you don't like fish, you're not gonna follow that meal plan, right? You probably gonna follow a meal plan that you prefer to eat. So that's why we have this kind of swap feature. Now, the swap feature works by providing a like for like calorie swap. So if you um, wanna swap rice for pasta, your serving of rice that is specific to you and your individual needs might be argument sake 100 calories of rice the app will do the calculation and swap 100 calories of rice for 100 calories of pasta or 100 calories of a wrap now sometimes it gets tricky because you might have uh argument sake 50 calories of um 
rice, but you want to swap it for a wrap, okay, a wrap. Now, um, the app will work out the calories and say, hey, you can have 25 grams of this specific wrap you want to have, but one whole wrap might weigh, you know, 90 grams. So uh, you go, well, that's silly because I want am I meant to cut the wrap in a third. And in some cases, yeah, in some cases, yeah, if you want to meet your caloric goal, you need to scale those food portions because maybe you previously thought, hey, one wrap is just one wrap and it's not a big deal, but one wrap could be, you know, 300 calories or something, you know, outrageous. Whereas you might be prescribed only, you know, 100 calories worth of it. So it might be a great way to learn about portion sizes and what is actually um, required of yourself. Okay. Mm. Now, finally, talking about protein, Nick, talking about protein. The M Challenge app prioritizes calories first. That's the, the big picture, the big rocks around body transformation. Number two is protein. Protein is the next uh, priority in our prescription. And then when it comes to carbs and fats, it doesn't matter what your ratio is for carbs and fats when it comes to body transformation goals. Okay, so calories number one, protein number two, uh, carbs and fats, you know, probably down the line at like six or seven, as in, you know, how important they really are. Okay. So yeah. what the M Challenge app will do is it will scale your protein servings so that you meet a protein goal. Now that protein goal is set to be about uh, two grams per kilo of body weight, okay? So if you input that your starting weight is 100 kilos, the app will calculate a target of about 200 grams of protein, plus or minus 10%, because nutrition, we can never be spot on perfect. And if you do claim to be spot on perfect, uh, that's really tricky, really tough, and I, I don't believe you initially. But uh, in nutrition, you know, we want to be aiming to get as close as we can, you know, between 5-10% accuracy. So my meal plan might say that, you know, I'm about 100 kilos. So it might say, you know, Coach Steve, you are having 211 grams of protein today. Okay, that's fine. You know, it's within 5%, not a, not a big drama. I'm not going to lose my mind and, and pull my hair out, okay? Mm. Um now, some of my protein serves might scale up and down. So it might not be consistent every single day because uh, different servings of proteins have different servings of actual protein in it. So if you compare, let's say, chicken to eggs to um, salmon, all of those uh, servings of protein have different quantities of protein inside. So you may be given, you know, 200 grams of chicken or um, 200 grams uh, sorry, 200 grams of chicken or maybe 300 grams of, of salmon because there's a lower protein content in that, or maybe 300 grams of eggs because there's even a smaller amount of protein in eggs, which is why some foods you might be like, well, why isn't lentils a protein? It's like, well, it is in for, for plant-based challenges. Um, however, it's very, very, very low in protein. It's much higher in carbohydrate. So it's more of a carbohydrate than a protein, even though, you know, it's a bit of a, a mix. That's where it gets tricky around nutritional uh, periodization because it goes well this food has x amount of protein x amount of carbs x amount of fat how do you define it is it a protein is carbon is fat it's actually all three right so if you were sitting there and making swaps to proteins you may find that different uh servings of protein have different caloric contents um even though the protein prescription might be the same now this is a long-winded way to basically say that each day may have different serving sizes of proteins. <laughs> um, and that's by design so that we can prescribe you with adequate protein intakes. <clears throat> we do also scale the proteins that are found in your servings of energy and fruits and vegetables. So if you do choose to have uh, servings of energy and fruit, fruits and vegetables that uh, is also high in proteins, that may scale down your protein prescription so that you aren't overfeeding protein because 
yeah, you know, you can have more protein, no dramas, um, but there reaches a point where we go, okay, more protein isn't any beneficial. You probably benefit from having more carbohydrate in your diet right now. Okay, so we do kind of have this scaling effect. Um, so if you're looking at the nutrition plan and you're staring at it and you're trying to understand all the insides and outsides, uh, that's okay, it's awesome. I love it that you're trying to um, understand how it all works and the nitty gritty. Um, but there is a, a scaling effect where you go, okay, you could look at the nutrition plan and trust that we have your best interest at heart because we do we want you to get the best results possible you can sit there and try to tinker with it and play around with it and try to understand the mechanics of it all you might become this really advanced deep dive into it and try to really get a big grasp of it but you might find the deeper you go down the rabbit hole the more kind of complicated and and uh, confusing and, and uh, lack of understanding there might be um where you know you get to choose how deep you kind of go into it right uh mm. where in most cases you're probably better off um, you know, committing to the process, right? Where you go, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm going to put my trust in this this meal plan right now, this nutrition plan right now. Spend more effort in training, right? Instead of pulling your hair out around nutrition, just uh, you know, follow the nutrition plan as it is. Uh, maybe challenge your current eating patterns and go, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this meal here, which is uh, chicken. It's got some rice and got some vegetables. All right, I'm gonna have my plate. There's gonna be some chicken, some rice and some vegetables. All right, that's different to what I normally eat, but I'm okay with that because it's a challenge. Uh, and then you spend more time in training. You spend more time focusing on, you know, your approach to resistance training, getting better at the squat, getting, getting better at the deadlift, getting training closer to technical failure, you know, putting more of your mental effort around the training side of things where we get to see these powerful changes in our body where nutrition is often the easy part, Nick. Nutrition is often the, okay, just f follow the plan, eat this much and, and happy days, right? Spend more time focusing on bigger rocks. But that's my little rant, Nick, about nutrition. Um, love all the questions coming in about our nutrition plan. And we hope that you find an area of understanding in the, in the nutrition plan where uh, you feel comfortable and you're not um, stressing out too much in the rabbit yeah. hole. Just, yeah, don't forget that traditionally this challenge has been about body composition. It's been about achieving optimal body composition. As coaches, when we know what you're eating, it actually helps us to then uh, eliminate that as a possibility of things going wrong. So as a coach, I mean, I know at, that, at this show recently, I can tell you everybody had chicken and rice as their meals during um, the comp. You know, everyone was eating out of Tupperware with chicken and rice. Um, you know, they had about four or five of those meals throughout the day. It was a huge day. And because um, you can manage that, what's measured is what's met, what's managed is measured. Measured is managed. That's yes. what, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um that's just my two cents. You might hate me because you might be like, well, where, where can I put my Fredo frog in? But um, yeah, yeah, just for optimal body composition, sometimes Fredo can't come along. Yeah, no, I agree. Last thing I'll, I'll say is that we are looking at ways we can expand our nutrition database. So the foods that you can swap in and out. The only comment I'll make is that we are getting a very, very, very large amount of requests for things like chocolates um things like deli meats like you know bacon prosciutto salamis um and foods that might not be in line with what the challenge is right you know we are ultimately a body transformation challenge we are ultimately trying to you know either lose weight gain weight build muscle those types of goals um and it, i understand that we want to be 
um, honest with our food intake. Hey, if I'm going to eat a muffin, I want to track my muffin. Um, however, remember the, the crux of what this is. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a way to, to transform our, our body. Um, and you may benefit from abstaining from some of those foods. Um, sure, you know, maybe a little fredder frog like here or there can be, can be fine in the bigger scheme of things. Um, however, the, just the, the volume of requests for these types of foods um, just makes me scratch my head and thinking about the choices that um, some challenges out there are making. Okay, so in the, the most empathetic way, um, you know, we are continuing to add uh, these types of foods. Um, but if you do reach out to our challenge team and you uh, are choosing certain foods that might not be in line with what the challenge is, might not be in, is super supportive of um, your fitness journey, uh, just 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 think twice if that's the types of foods that you want to be consuming over the next six weeks. But Nick, I yeah. digress. Yeah, uh, look, we could go on about this forever. Um, I yeah, one hundred percent agree with you, and I'm so in the zone right now about all of this. So, um, please reach out, ask me questions, ask us questions, interact, ask why. You know, I love a bit of why. So come and ask me why. Just don't come to my house. But yeah. <laughs> no, so good. Nick, mm. let's power through the rest of the podcast. We yep. have the community highlights where we highlight some members of our community. So Nick, take us away. Who would you like to highlight this week? Okay. So I would like to highlight the very helpful Adriana, uh, oh, Adriana Cullen. I can say her name. Um, yeah, I just wanted to also give her a shout out for saying thank you so much. Um, she's always so helpful. Uh, she's helping us a lot with different questions and stuff, um, just things that she knows how to answer, which is fantastic about the app and things. So thank you, Adriana. Now she says, hey, guys, I've been a bit quiet lately, turning 40 and all. I've had my fun from climbing a mountain and partying. Um, now is the time to refocus again. So that's nice how she's able to balance that. A big congratulations to the last challenge, top 50, 10 and three. You guys are truly inspirational and phenomenal. Welcome to M6. If you're new to this journey, hang on for the ride. If you're continuing, I'm right there with you. It's been almost four years since my first ever challenge and I'm still learning, still a student. Take your time, learn as you go, and remember, progress, not perfection. My pictures of turning 40 and a collage of my journey. Looking forward to seeing everyone's journey. So that's, that's beautiful. Good. Love that. Mm -hmm. Very good, Adriana. Thank you for that. Um, I appreciate it. And 40 is just the beginning. So um, you should have seen all the over 40s in this lineup. It was great. It's good to see. More muscle, more time for muscle. Okay, so we've got Chantelle Adams. Workout and walk done. Starting again is hard but exciting. Loving the shake in my legs after doing my first leg workout in months. Love knowing that the weights I moved today were so much lighter than what I used to lift. But that's okay because they'll not be what I am moving in six weeks' time. Excited to see what I could achieve. No more, no more excuses. <laughs> I love that, Chantel. And I think it's a simple one. No more excuses. Uh, no more excuses. You, you, you're going to get there. I love that. Mm, I love that too. The next one is Jodie Clark. I can't love this motivational quote anymore if I tried. Um, hashtag transformation. So she posted up a quote. I love turning up every day and taking myself on this journey. Slow and steady changes. For me, it's lifelong, not just 12 weeks. 45 years of age, mum of three teenage girls aged 18, 17 and 14. And I'm truly feeling the best I have in years. M challenge for me is a way of life and I love feeling strong. Bring on the next six weeks. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Short, sweet, and yeah, that's a, that's a challenging position. Three teenage girls, oh. 18, 17, and 14, all the teens, uh, but 45 years young. Go, go Jody. 
you've you've beaten me. I've only got two kids, um, so yeah, you you win. <laughs> well <Yeah>. done. <laughs> No, beautiful. Uh, Nick, I want to highlight a few people this week. Mm -hmm. First one goes out to Margie Tolcher. Margie Tolcher, Margie writes, I've taken a few steps forward and a, and a lot of steps back. It's now time to pick myself up and move forward. I've been back at the gym in the week, for, uh, back in the gym for a week now, and I'm happy. Uh, and I'm so happy I have my motivation back, even if I feel dead after today's training. I love this short and sweet. I just want to highlight Margie this week uh, to say welcome back, right? You know, life has its setbacks. You know, we might take a few steps forward, a couple of steps back, and that, that's okay. Focus on the now, one day at a time. Uh, and, you know, this is this is where you are. So keep training hard, eat well, and we're excited to see what you can do. Mm, absolutely. Next one goes out to Zach Kalafitis. Kalafitis? Nick? Could be... Um... Uh, what's the the one from the Hangover? Calaftis. No, I think no. um Calaftis. Yep, not yes. Zalafranakis or whatever. No, no, <laughs> not Zach Galifianakis. No, 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 no. Zach. Uh, Zach writes. Calaftis. Yes, Zach writes. Uh, first workout done and dusted for the M Challenge. Now begins the journey to to a change of lifestyle and myself. Good luck to everyone. You've got this. Short and sweet from Zach. I love it. Uh, congrats on your first workout, and we're excited to see what you can do. Absolutely. And the final one here, Nick, goes out to Embo, Embo Dennis. Embo Dennis. And Embo writes, today is the first day of prep. I've managed to fit in and it was spent cleaning up the home gym. Feeling nervous but excited at the prospect of getting strong again. Good luck, everyone. I like this again. Short, sweet, to the point. And uh, I think that's often the first step of preparing is, you know, modifying your environment. And that could be cleaning your house, cleaning your gym, um, changing your setup and, you know, modifying your environment so that you can actually do this damn thing. So congratulations to Embo. Congratulations, Embo. Well done. So good. So look, uh, guys, in the Challenge Weekly show, we highlight community members who make posts throughout our social medias. So sometimes they're on Facebook, sometimes they're on Instagram, sometimes they're on the forum. Um, so if you are having a win, if you want to just share your journey, um, post about it online, we might be able to see it and you might be highlighted in the community highlight. Mm, perfect. Nick, let's move on to the Coach's Corner where we offer our tip for the week. So Nick, take us away. What advice do you have for us? Well, we've been sort of chatting about it already, so it's it's pretty um, pretty timely and but short and sweet. Um, now, the way to structure your meals, if you think about it, um, which is exactly how um, we do it in our um, in our uh, app, is to think of um, a protein, and we have. Um, it written down as protein and then we have our carbs and our fats as energy and then we have fruit and veggies so it's like a puzzle you can even think of it as a recipe traditionally obviously recipes have millions of ingredients and you pop them together and it might be that you're used to doing that and the simplicity of just picking a few ingredients and popping them together might seem like it's not a meal but my definition of a meal is really the building blocks. So I always make sure that I've got one of each in different quantities according to whatever my needs are. And it might seem so simple, Coach Steve. It might be like, well, obviously. But if you're brand new to this, it isn't simple. You, you know, it might be a revelation. I remember 
I'll just tell you a quick story. My friend Chrissy, she was the one that taught me many years ago. This was probably now 15 years, 16, 16 years ago about this. I was just in, intuitively eating um, reasonably healthy food, like shredded chicken and blueberries from the supermarket after gym workout. But I, I didn't really know much about what it all was. And she came to me with um, just uh, so her trainer had given her um, protein um carbs and fats just written down p c f and um she said this is this and this is this and she's she's a greek woman so she loves her cooking and all her um you know very extravagant foods and she was she was just explaining to me about the building blocks so if you think about it just as building blocks you just think about constructing your meal from those three basic um macros that is where you will actually get the best results simply because you are deconstructing it, bringing it right back. So you say to yourself, okay, tonight I'm going to choose for my protein um, some chicken. So it could be a supermarket chicken. It could be, um, you know, a, a chicken breast. It could be any part of the chicken. We have it all in our app. And then you are going to choose something from the energy Um you can have, you know, some rice. This is just an example or some noodles. And then you, you might have something like, um, I'm just making this up, but maybe a dollop of, of peanut butter or something to make it into a satay type situation and then some vegetables. So that is your basic building blocks. Um, the best thing for you to do, I think, if you're brand new and you're thinking that you need a recipe is to pop onto our Facebook group and ask because our challenges, our season challenges have some of the best, best, but most simple different little things that they concoct and they will repeat it over and over again. So all I just want to say is that it's all about building blocks. So if you're missing a building block, you're, you're, um, food might not be as well-rounded as what it could be because uh, you're, you're missing a piece of it. So um, sometimes I, I guess with specific diets like your keto, you might um, completely uh, omit a certain um, macronutrient. But in my personal experience, that can be something that you do for a little while, but it's not sustainable. And I think you and I are both all about sustainability, Coach Steve, as well. So I say build your little building blocks, teach your kids, teach your family that it's all about the building blocks because as soon as you understand that, it all makes sense. And then you've got the power to construct whatever you like from those blocks, as simple and as complicated as you want it to be, whichever way, because each meal, even a recipe, is, can be broken down into those different groups. It's just more of them and obviously very hyper palatable, which is we, we sometimes don't necessarily want the foods to taste super, super like you want to eat more and more and more of them because that's sort of what got us into the situation in the first place where we've probably got a little bit of excess body fat. So we want to just peel it right back and think of the building blocks like a Lego. Yeah, that's that. That was my comment I was gonna make. It's like it's like Lego, right? You know, you've mm. got you got a certain piece that's your protein, a certain piece that's that's the energy, and mm. we, we refer to energy as both carbohydrate and fat, basically the the, the same kind of prescription. Interchangeable, right? Mm. Uh, and then you know fruits and vegetables, because I think we all you probably benefit from eating more fruits and vegetables, right? Um, and as long as you can build your meals around those three things, and often just like with Lego, you can mix and match. 
right? Mm -hmm. the, the same meal, if you, if you don't like chicken, you could just take the little chicken block out and then replace it with like beef, you know, another protein. Or, you know, if you don't like that, you could replace it with like a, a tofu or, a, you know, a plant-based protein. And if you don't like, um, you know, chicken and rice, you replace the rice for something else, you know, a wrap, uh, noodles, uh, avocado or whatever it is. And if you don't like it, then finally with fruits and vegetables, same thing, it's like Lego, mids bits. Um, I, I, I like the idea of building, you know, like your, your plates around those building blocks. Mm. So, you know, you can prepare each one of those little Lego pieces individually, you know, chicken, how do you want to prepare it? Put it in an air fryer, put it in the oven, you know, boil it, fry it, put it in a stew, whatever it is, you know, you could make that um, chicken and prepare it however you want to. The rice, how do you want to prepare the rice? Do you want to steam it? Do you want to boil it? Do you want to evaporate? Whatever method you do to prepare your rice, same vegetables. You can eat it raw, you can saute them, you can um, roast them, you can boil them, steam them, whatever it is. Once you have these building blocks, okay, let's put it on a plate and eat and that's that's kind of like the idea of the nutrition plan is you know these ingredients they come together and they can be consumed together on a plate or a container or a bowl or a meal prep something like that where once you start going down the path of recipes that sort of becomes um you know anxiety driven and and, and complicated and going oh geez you know i've got to spend two hours making this dinner when you know, you could meal prep or you'll serve the chicken throughout the week and then just, just weigh it out, Lego pieces, bang on a plate, eat it up. And, you know, then you've, you're, you're, you're satisfied. You've got the nutrients you need and you can spend more time in the gym focusing on the, the good stuff. That's so true. And the other thing is also you, I, I agree with you on this. So you, you and I both agree. I've seen a few different people sort of chatting about it, but um, you can't really overconsume fruit and veggies. It doesn't really matter. I don't I, I, I don't think I could eat four bananas in one sitting, you know. I mean, I might be able to mash them and maybe put them in a smoothie and, and choke them down, but it's very difficult. But, you know, you can easily eat four cookies, but but fruit and veg, I know people say, oh, you can overconsume them and you can get fat on broccoli and things. I, I, do, I do challenge that, and I think you do too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. That's, that's a, a much bigger conversation. Uh, but talking about fruit specifically, um, oh gosh, a couple of years ago now, a couple of years ago now, Nick, I recorded a podcast on this channel called what the fructose did I, speak, I did all about fruits and fructose and i i debunk a lot of um, myths around the the fear of fruit and fructose and such so you know we've known for for decades that um fruit isn't bad for you fruit's totally fine uh sugar's mm. totally fine you could eat sugar and you know be in great health and in great shape um and you know in this podcast about an hour long i, I debunk lots of things so um, if you haven't already go check out um, I think we've got 200, maybe 300 different episodes of the Challenge podcast from years and years and years. So go spend some time listening to some of those um, older, older episodes. I might sound a little bit different and a little bit younger, a little bit, uh, I don't know. We were a little so bit, innocent back so then. So innocent back then, yes, yes. Um, but look, all right, Nick, look, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a concept. The concept is how would you get your dog to lose weight? How would you get your dog to lose weight? Okay. And um, I want to start with a story and hopefully you can pull some pieces out of it. Okay. So Nick, my little sister, 
my little sister, not the biggest fitness fan, which is totally fine, not as passionate about fitness and lifting weights as I am. She has just spent the past oh, six, seven, eight months or so living abroad. So she was uh, primarily living in Israel of all places and doing quite a few trips uh, to Europe. So she had a great time over the past six to eight months, right? Now, she has a little dog, right? A little dog, Hugo, Hugo the dog, um, a little staffy dog, okay? Now, Hugo was sent to my mum's house. Okay. And my mum, my mum got to look after Hugo along with her uh, Labrador Barney and her stag hound Lexi. Okay, so she had three dogs, three quite big dogs. Well, Hugo's a little dog. Now there'll be bigger dogs. So my mum loves dogs, loves to give them treats and snacks and, you know, feed them from the table, all that, right? So my sister's just come home from Israel. She's at my mum's house, you know, getting her, her self back on her feet. And I go over there just yesterday, Nick, just yesterday. And I say, hi, hi to my sister. I haven't seen her in a while. You know, brought little George over. She hasn't, she hasn't seen her nephew in a while. And, and he didn't know who uh, her, his auntie was. And my sister made a comment. She's like, oh, Hugo's gained a lot of weight, right? Mm-hmm. Or Hugo, okay. So Hugo the dog's Hugo. visibly bigger dog now. And he was quite athletic, right? Um, my sister and her partner spent a lot of time playing with Hugo, taking him out places, going for walks, doing other things. And he was quite an athletic and muscular looking um, staffy, right? Now he's pretty lazy, pretty chill, likes to sleep on the couch and has been eating all the food, all the scraps off of um, the, the table and bless my mom, um, she just loves giving, giving dogs snacks. Okay, so I turn to my sister and I'm like, what are you gonna do to help Hugo lose weight? She's like, well, you know, it's pretty easy. She goes, well, he's not gonna get any more snacks from the table. He's not going to be overfed anymore. So he's going to have portioned out meals. The only, you know, just going to have dinner time, maybe biscuits for breakfast. Uh, and we're going to go for more walks and take him out more, right? And I thought it was a very simple way to approach weight loss. And sometimes when we humans want to change our body composition, we want to lose weight, we want to gain weight, we want to make changes to our appearance, we sometimes overcomplicate it, Nick. You know, we go down this path of like, oh, the only way to do it is if I go keto. The only way to do it is if I, you know, do this elaborate detox plan or, you know, do this really complicated meal timing situation where I don't eat at this time and eat at this time. Or maybe I omit these foods, omit that food, I need to, you know, train a certain way and, you know, do this X, Y, and Z. And we overcomplicate it because we're humans, it's what we do. But when we look at our dependents like pets, you know, like if you have a dog, what would you do if you were trying to get your dog to lose weight? Okay, just like my sister is right now with her dog you would restrict the food intake slightly instead of eating snacks all the time or eating highly caloric foods like poor hugo oh poor hugo lucky mm-hmm. hugo was eating you know i think my mom was cooking him dinner every night and you know eating the same foods as, as she was eating you know the 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 dog was was living on its living its best life in my mom's house but what would you do all right take away some of those highly palatable highly caloric foods you know take away the the, the chocolate or the sweets take away the snacks restrict our food intake slightly, then increase our energy expenditure, go for more walks, be more physically active, get out of the house. At the moment, Hugo loved, you know, sleeping on the couch and he got into a nice, comfortable space where he didn't need to move. He was living his best life. But now my sister's gonna come on, you know, strict, um, strict parent that she is, you're looking after the dog, getting him moving more. So think about your transformation journey, how, you would help your dog to lose weight. I'm not saying 
be cautious, all right? You know, when I'm not saying that you should simply eat what your dog's eating or train how your dog's <laughs> training or you are a dog. No, 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 no. I'm talking about simplifying the process of, okay, instead of being riddled with anxiety and worries and complications and, oh, I've heard from this person and this media outlet and this influencer and this newspaper and this magazine that I have to do X, Y, and Z, A, B, C, and oh my God, I heard this is bad and this is good, right, right, right. Simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. What would you do to help your dog lose weight? And you might find the answer for yourself um, about what you can do to help yourself lose weight. Yeah, I love it. That's so good. It seems like the theme today is about keeping it simple and um, that's so important to remember. Um, don't don't get too carried away. And um, there's no no real optimal amount of um, things that you can be doing or not doing. I mean, I mean, um, you know, if you can move on a bike or you can move walking, walking, it's all good. You're going to be okay. That's right. That's mm. right. The last comment I'll make is this comment about like uh, what aboutism? What aboutism? Uh, where? individuals would join the challenge with previous beliefs or expectations and they say, hey, what about this? What about that? What about this? Um, and there's a certain reason why we speak about certain things on the challenge and there's a reason why we omit certain things. And in my time in the challenge, gosh, a good five years in the challenge, I spent a lot of time having to Google certain things that people, what about isn't me? Like, oh, what about this cream? I heard it's really good. Oh, I've never heard of that thing. Go look it up, mm -hmm. complete sham. Um, so, if you're coming to the challenge thinking, oh, what about this? What about that? What about that? That's cool. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, but often um, we categorize sometimes in this area of noise, just extra noise that might not be um, adding to the process. Um, it might be contributing to the process, but just complicating the process. So think about the bigger picture. Simplify it. How would you help your dog to lose weight? Very good. I love it. Love it. Nick, let's move on to our final segment here. We have our question and answer segment. Where we answer some questions um, from the community. Mm. So first question here comes from Sammy. It comes from Sammy and it goes, hey everyone, if swapping out the automatic meals for alternative recipes, so she might be referring to the nutrition plan, the automatic scale nutrition plan um, for alternative recipes, is it only the calories that need to remain the same or the macros as well? Nick, mm. what advice do you have, Sammy? Okay, Sammy. So the the keep it simple continues on. Uh, you don't need to make the macros exactly the same as what it says on your plan. That would be pretty much impossible um, to, to do just based on uh, a, a recipe so it's okay. The calories are the number one. You know, you want to also make sure that it's got enough protein in it. So you are, you know, somewhat within your goal. You know, you said plus or minus 10%. That works quite well. But at the same time, if it's a lovely thing that you're looking forward to eating um, and it's within the, the same calories, then I would be okay with you having that and swapping it out. Yeah. I love it. Perfect, mm -hmm. simple, easy. Yeah, aim for the calories. And mm -hmm. if you can, try to get the protein close by. Don't worry too much about balancing out all the macros. Good answer. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> next question here comes from Rebecca. And Rebecca writes, hi, just wondering if you recommend doing fasting over the six-week period, i.e. skip brekkie. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's try to super summarize this because I can go down a big rabbit hole, okay? Uh, so Nick, pull me back in if I'm going too deep, all right? Uh, okay. 
Bunny hole. Bunny hole. Okay, so fasting or time restricted eating is a process where we restrict our feeding windows um, to certain times. So Rebecca's probably suggesting um, something like maybe a, a 16 8 window where she would be fasting for 16 hours you know when she sleeps she skips breakfast then she has like a lunch and a dinner okay now the kind of rationale behind this is if we are restricting those times that we are not eating um, our body will choose to metabolize a different type of material such as body fat as energy through those times where we're fasting now mm -hmm um the crux of it all is that it's a load of baloney okay uh nick um there has been countless countless studies um on fasting that has suggested that there is no benefit to um fat change fat loss um or weight loss or anything like that through those who choose to fast or time restrict eat versus those who just simply follow an energy restriction okay so if we think of the bigger picture over 24 hours, um, you could eat 2000 calories over a 24 hour period spaced, you know, four hours apart, maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and eat, I don't know what you do. Um, so you could space that out over 24 hours, 2000 calories, or you can choose to eat 2000 calories over eight hours. The bigger picture is that our body is way smarter than any time restriction. So even if you did go through a period of time restricted eating, a fasting period, um, you may, your body may metabolize more um, body fat, you know, we oxidize more body fat, but then the net change in body fat throughout the entire day balances up once we go through a feeding window. Because once we consume food, our body is more prone to store that food as um, fat because we are more uh, compressed with our energy intake. Um, so what would happen is if you think of a graph, like, you know, a wave pattern, we kind of go through these ebbs and flows of, you know, fat storage, fat metabolism, fat storage, fat or oxidization is probably a better word, um, storage, oxidization, storage, oxidization of, of body fat in a wave, um, you know, that wave might be very shallow in little, little beep, 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 of weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, or fat gain, fat loss, fat gain, fat loss. Whereas if we go through a time-restricted eating, we go through a bigger wave. We go, hey, we're metabolizing body fat. Hey, we're storing body fat, right? So the bigger picture is that uh, there's no significant difference to those who choose to uh, time-restrict eat or to fast or anything, any sort of combination around that versus those who simply follow a um, an energy restriction. Now, there is some uh, theoretical benefit from strategically placing your meals throughout the day, distributing your meals throughout the day. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you think of just purely a nutrition delivery, nutrition delivery, let's say your job is like a work site, a building site, you've got all these builders and they need materials at certain times, you know, you would probably benefit from timing the truck to arrive just as the building builders need it, you know, so every like four hours or three hours or five hours, whatever it is, another truck arrives with more materials for the builders and go, great, perfect timing, you know, timber on the wall, tile on the wall, glass panel in, electricity in a bank, you know, it's, it's a nice system of flow. However, if you try to time it in a, um, a system where those trucks, all your daily trucks arrive within a four hour window, you know, throughout the day, your builders might be scratching their head being like, damn, I need that timber, I need the nails, I need the bolts, right? I need them right now. But you know, the, the truck's arriving in four hours, what do we do? Oh, well, maybe we'll start pulling the nails off of the other side of the house and you know, we'll start pulling it here. It doesn't work too well. Um, and then, you know, you get this influx of five trucks arriving at your at your construction site. You're like, ah, oh, shit, so many trucks, what the truck? So then you have to like store all this material everywhere and then it kind of slows down production. You're like, oh geez, I've got timber everywhere. I've got tiles everywhere, right, right, right. So 
you know, there is this theoretical idea where we might benefit from um, having our meals spaced out strategically, you know, uh, let's say every three hours, two hours, four hours, whatever, whatever it might be, so that if you consider yourself as a building site, you get these supplies at um, a, a steady amounts rather than all compressed at one time or concentrated at one time. At the end of the day, it ultimately comes down to you. There might be benefits from having a regular meal intake spaced out throughout the day, but if you hate having breakfast, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you, you just despise eating breakfast, you don't like eating breakfast, you don't like to eat anything in the morning, that's fine, no dramas. My favorite time about going to sleep is that I get to fast forward to breakfast because I love breakfast. Um, so there's nothing wrong with eating breakfast and there's nothing wrong with fasting. However, you might benefit from spacing your meals out. So Nick, I've come out of the rabbit hole, I've, I, you know, I survived. That's all right. I, I like listening to all of that. So um, it was fine. It was fine. Good. Good. It's fine, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. Nick, next question. I approve. Here. You approve. <laughs> yeah. Next question here comes from Kimberly. Comes from Kimberly. And Kimberly writes, hi, I'm just wanting to clarify my calorie counts. My goal is to build muscle and lose a couple kilos of body fat. So my weight as such may not change that much. When completing the questions, I'm unsure which way on the scale I should go. Lose weight gives me approximately 1,800 calories, then maintain approximately 2,700 calories. This is my third challenge and previously did the Get Strong programs. Please help, Nick. Whew, sounds like Kimberly wants the ultimate goal of trying to build muscle and lose weight at the same time where she mm. does not change her body weight. Maybe uh, the definition of like a recomposition, what advice would you give mm. to Kimberly? Well, Kimberly, that's the holy grail, isn't it? But um, firstly, when I'll just make an aside, just a little bit of a point. When somebody tells me their calories, unless I'm looking at their complete um, information, it means nothing to me. Uh, I, I can't really go, wow, that's a lot or that's a little because I don't know your body weight I don't know anything about you so just just so you know just if you want to ask me anything or ask us anything about calories you need to give us more details because um it it really isn't going to make much of a difference it's just a number until we can kind of um assign it to you as a human um but yeah that's just an aside you agree don't you coach Steve oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're, they're meaningless yeah. out of context yeah yeah because people go oh it's too low or too high and but not the Kimberly Kimberly did not do that so anyway um Kimberly you are not new to training you've completed a few challenges I'm guessing that you've um done other things in your life as well so because you're not new that holy grail of um losing body fat and gaining muscle is probably not going to happen for you as quickly as you would like um, that's maintenance town and I don't think that you want to live there for the six weeks of the challenge so my favorite thing to advise somebody like this is to decide which goal you'd like to concentrate on first and because it's six weeks you can really hone in on that goal um, so if you'd like to concentrate on losing that couple of kilos um, if it's if it indeed is only a couple like literally two kilos you probably do it quicker than the six weeks and then you might be able to flip it and um, go the other way so it just depends on 
how much body weight you want to lose. But um, yeah, I think that for me, I think it's really important that at some point you do go through a phase where you reveal what muscle you think is there because um, we all think that we've got much more muscle than what we do. We, we reveal it and then we can go, okay, what areas do I need to concentrate on? I mean, that's from a pure, pure bodybuilding perspective, but we are talking about gaining muscle and losing body fat. So that is bodybuilding. Um, so I would be deciding on which goal and I can't decide that for you. I haven't seen you or anything like that, but um, I think that you could use that six weeks to really concentrate on one goal. And then you could use the next challenge or time after that to flip it around and concentrate on the next goal. Personally, I think it's good to try and lose that body fat first, but that's, that's, a, it depends how much you've got and what, where you're actually sitting so yeah, it's your choice. You can build or lose, but pick one. Don't sit on the fence. There's no point in sitting on the fence. Commit to one or the other. And um, yeah, the training, just to, like we've spoken a lot about nutrition and things like that, but the training is going to be the same either way. It's just, I mean, you may not have as much energy if you're in a deficit, but the whole idea is to either build muscle or preserve muscle. So we want to be hitting those weights and um you 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 know that that is pretty much what you can do and uh i know that that kimberly will make the choice that feels appropriate for her yeah that's really good advice um i just want to give another analogy about this because i love this kind of analogy mm -hmm. uh it's often when we want to try to build muscle and lose body fat at the same time it's kind of like trying to learn two languages at the same time right mm -hmm. it's kind of like let's say nick you know are you fluent in Italian or yes. just, yeah. Okay. So let's say Nick, you're fluent in Italian. Um, let's say you want to try to learn uh, a similar, uh, no, no, I was going to say something like Spanish, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Very sim similar, like salada, salida, like mm -hmm. very similar words. All right. So you're trying to learn, let's say um, Spanish, but then you're also trying to learn, let's say Mandarin or Japanese or something like mm -hmm. that, you know, two very different things. Mm -hmm. uh, so you could either try to do both languages at the same time and struggle with both and you know maybe make a little bit of progress at at the same time of both you know you might spend six months or a year trying to learn both at the same time and at the end of it you know you might be able to say one or two phrases and yeah that's that's about as far as you get or you could spend six months focusing on one task like learning spanish become really proficient conversational um, written language, you know, like a high level of Spanish, then sp spend six months learning something like Mandarin or, or Japanese and get really proficient there. So at the end of 12 months, you made lots of progress in, in Spanish, you made lots of progress in Mandarin or, or Japanese or another language, rather than making very little progress towards two things. It's kind of like doing two things at the same time. You're half-assing both things. You don't want to half-ass something, you want to full-ass something, right? Yeah, full-ass. So, full-ass. So in terms of Kimberly's case, um, yeah, you could, see very 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 slow progress and we see some of those examples in our facebook social hub in challenges maybe like andriana uh cullen who's done multiple challenges heck over you know like a, a five-year period yeah you could be at the same body weight you could have gained some muscle and lost some body fat and you know we went through this recomposition phase over a long period of time lots of effort was put in and you see those changes however in a short six-week period you're better off focusing on one thing choose something like spanish or japanese focus on that then focus on the other and you may find over the next three to six months you actually make significant progress into both of those things by just focusing on one thing at a time 100 percent, i agree with that advices those advices those advices 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 nick 
Last question here comes from Damien. Mm. Damien goes, hi, I generally have a morning coffee, a latte or a long black, and the nutrition plan advises having Max's shred system in the morning with breakfast. During the day, the meal plan also advises having more shred Max cookies and another Max shred protein shake. Is that is this too much caffeine for my daily intake? What could be substitute and what could substitute the different shred protein bars? And cookies mm -hmm. thanks okay uh let's talk about caffeine maybe this is a bigger question around caffeine so the uh australian guidelines suggests a caffeine intake of max around 400 milligrams per day okay the average cup of coffee average 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 is about 200 milligrams per day and that's the standard serving of caffeine that you'll find in things like energy drinks or pre-workouts 200 milligrams per day okay now um that's what the guidelines recommend many of us have far more caffeine than that, Nick. Many um, of us. Many of us do. And, um, you know, there's been some interesting studies where we provide people with milligrams per kilo of body weight, upwards uh, from anywhere between two milligrams per kilo, upwards to 13 milligrams per kilo. So let's say Coach Steve is 100 kilos. Some poor person in this study was given 1,300 milligrams of caffeine and they survived, they were fine, okay? So, Remember that dose is the, the poison and we can have a really high tolerance to caffeine. It's a very mild stimulant and uh, you may have some side effects such as anxiety um, or some headache induced, um, uh, drug induced headaches is the word it's called, where, you know, caffeine technically is a drug and it can induce some, some headaches, okay? Um, so, you know, we should pay attention to how much caffeine we consume because caffeine can very easily mask limiting factors to our transformation. So if you have too much caffeine and that is masking, let's say, poor quality sleep, so you don't know that you're having shitty sleep because you just guzzle down, you know, a thousand milligrams a day of caffeine. Um, you know, that could be a long-term problem because you go, hey, you know, I, I think everything's fine because I feel good throughout the day because you just buzzed off stimulants all day. And then you may have really poor quality sleep, which is the limiting factor in your transformation. So it's worth paying attention to how much caffeine you consume. If you have more than 400 milligrams, uh, you know, that's your decision to make. Um, recommendations is 400 milligrams, um, but I personally have a lot more than 400 milligrams per, per day, Nick. I'm sure, sure you do too. Uh, so it's, <laughs> you, it's okay. You've seen okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, caffeine is one of the uh, most researched and um, effective ergogenic aids, meaning performance enhancing drugs, because it's a drug, right? So, you know, having caffeine before you train as like a pre-workout or similar um, has one of the greatest benefits to training performances. Um, and also caffeine can increase our um, NEAT. So the way that we move, how jittery, how energetic we are to go and move, which is why caffeine is often found in products such as um protein powders very small amounts so protein powder you may find it might have 50 milligrams and that's from like a, a green tea extract or something like that mm. most thermogenics will have some sort of caffeine element from things like green tea okay so um yeah you'll probably find caffeine uh from some of these products and if you're sensitive caffeine to caffeine it's probably worth reviewing how much caffeine is found in these products okay however if you had a cup of coffee 200 milligrams and you had a protein shake maybe 50 milligrams, another protein shake, 50 milligrams, you know, 300 milligrams, not breaking the bank. However, if you're really sensitive to caffeine, so if you're having multiple protein shakes and a cup of coffee at 8 p.m. at night, uh, caffeine has a half-life of about six hours, mm. some people eight hours, meaning that after six hours, you know, you have a cup of coffee at eight o'clock. 
at 2 a.m., half that caffeine is active inside your body. So uh, that might be the reason why you have poor quality sleep. So some things to think about. Damien, if you are looking for other substitutes to have instead of protein shakes or bars or cookies, you can use the swap feature and swap out those food items for other servings of proteins. You may benefit from having just a, a small meal instead of a, a protein shake. Um, however, it might come with other macronutrients and other calories and more inconvenience than having just a simple protein shake. A good question. Very good. Very interesting. Nick, let's wrap it up there for this episode number 88 of the Challenge Weekly Show. We've made it episode number 88. How good? I can't wait for 89 already. 89, yes. So if you enjoyed this episode, let us know and we'll catch you next week for episode number 89. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.